Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, everyone. You know, it seems like we're always in a hurry these days. I don't know, maybe not so much since COVID. We've been locked up a little while, but certainly pre-COVID, we were just always on the go. Race here, race there, got to go to this, got to go to that, got to do this. We're always in a hurry. Don't have time to wait for that. Don't have time for this. Part of our vernacular was, who's got time for that? Always in a go. The medical industry seems like their motto is hurry up and wait. You've got to hurry up and get this test to wait to get approved for that, to wait to do this, to prove to get that. They have waiting rooms where you have to go and wait. It's just always hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. I read a story about a guy who uh, pulled up to a red light, first car there in line, and uh, just about the time the lights going to turn green, his car stalls. And so all through the green light, he's trying to start the car, trying to start his car, and it just won't start. And, of course, the people behind him are doing what? Laying on the horn, honking the horn through the whole light. The light turns red again, and nobody had moved. The guy calmly gets out of his car, walks back to the car behind him, where that guy could clearly see he was struggling to start his car, and said, you know what? I'm having a hard time starting my car. I'm wondering if you could go try to start the car for a while, and I'll honk the horn for you. Right? How impatient are we sometimes? Years ago, when I was going to work one morning, it was right where the 405 and 710 meet, and the 405 has just a little bit of a rise in it right there. Not a hill, but it's not flat. And uh, one morning going to work, there was a, a commotion. Cars were honking their horns. Traffic was going on. I get up there, and there was a young lady trying to push her mini pickup truck off the road. And she had reached an equilibrium where she was pushing the truck. And because of that little rise, she couldn't push it any farther. They weren't moving backwards. They weren't moving forwards. She was pushing for all she was worth, but the truck was in a standstill. So I hopped off the bike, and we were able to push her vehicle off the road. And I was shocked at how many people went by and just honked their horn at her. didn't help. Just honked their horn at her. We're so impatient. Sometimes we're so impatient that we don't even like to stop for red lights. We, we just blow right through them. And if we... Talk about averages in the USA. This is just the USA per year. We spend about $7 billion a year on damages caused from people running the red light. We injure a quarter of a million people a year. 250,000 people a year get injured. And we kill, on average, about 800 people a year. Just because we're too impatient to wait for the red light. You know how much time you save if you run a red light? About 50 seconds. We're so impatient. We're so impatient. So we're in our Fruit of the Spirit series. And as you may guess, we're talking about patience today. Um, and so 
Uh, I hope that you've got a piece of paper. I'm going to give you a couple things. Maybe you can take some notes on. You can write down. So grab a piece of paper if you have it. Open your Bibles to James chapter 5. We're going to be hanging out there in James chapter 5. And sometimes we think that patience is all about kind of short-term waiting, right? It's, it's waiting for my two-year-old to get over his two-minute temper tantrum. Or it's dealing with uh, my spouse after we have a little tiff. And, you know, I, I give them some space to cool down and relax. You know, how magnanimous am I? Because I was patient during that. By the way, don't ever tell your, your spouse that. That's, you know, that, that doesn't help, right? But sometimes that's how we, we kind of feel. Or we feel like we're patient because we deal with that annoying coworker, Or we're dealing with that Yahoo in front of us on the freeway who's driving like a Yahoo, you know? But that's, that's not what patience really is. That's just like the, the very tip of, of what patience is. And it's, it's good to be patient during those times, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Patience is so much more that the Bible often uses words like long-suffering and endurance and perseverance. They have this long time frame associated with them, not just a, a two-minute temper tantrum. So, I hope you've got your piece of paper. We're going to look at a couple of things real quick. And we're going to talk about three things. When should I be patient? Why should I be patient? And how should I be patient? Okay? So, the when, the why, and the how. And then we're going to have uh, a couple of sub-points for each other. So, starting out, when should I wait? When should I wait? First time is when circumstances are uncontrollable. When circumstances are uncontrollable, we should wait. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things in our lives that are uncontrollable. Uh, maybe you have no control over whether or not your boss is going to lay you off. Business has slowed down because of COVID. and Maybe they're going to lay you off, maybe they're not, but you have no control over that. Maybe you're waiting for the results from some court case and there's nothing you can do. It, it's it's uncontrollable. It's in the judge's hands or the, the jury's hands, and it's it's out of your control. Or uh, we are waiting for results from a doctor, and there's nothing you can do that will change whether those results are positive or negative, and whether that's good or bad. It's out of your control. James gives us an example of the farmer in James chapter five, verse seven. He says, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for autumn and spring rains. Don't be a farmer unless you have patience. Because there's so much that's out of your control. The weather, and whether it's going to rain or be dry, or whether there's going to be a frost, it's cold, too hot, uh, what the price of fuel is going to be, how the market's going to be doing. All of these things are out of your control if you're a farmer. You have to be patient and you have to have faith. You know how most people try to control the uncontrollable, which is funny that we try to control what can't be controlled. But you know what we do when we try to do that? We worry. We worry. And to worry about something that you can change is dumb, right? I mean, if you can change it, change it. Don't, don't worry about it. 
And to worry about something you can't change is useless. You can't change it. Why worry about it? But in either case, worry is, is useless. It doesn't help the situation. So don't worry. Develop patience when the situation is uncontrollable. The second time that, uh, of when we should wait or when we should be patient is when people are unchangeable. I've heard it said that men will get married hoping their wife won't change. And women get married hoping that the man will change. Very different um, objectives to the marriage, right? Here's a fun fact for you. You can't change people. Not only can you not change them, you can't keep them from changing. Now, you can influence, but you can't change. Change is going to happen, and you can't stop it, and you can't make it happen. It just happens. It's like, uh, I don't know if you've heard the old saying, you can cross a river a thousand times, but the water is always different. Right? That river is there. It remains kind of the same, but the water is different. It's different each time, and our relationships can be like that. They're ever-changing. It's the same relationship, but it's not always the same, exact same thing all the time. It changes. And so um, there are times when you can't change people. You can't stop them from changing. And the only thing you can do is to be patient. The, the Greek word that's used for patience in, in a lot of these things is macrothumus. And if we look at that, macro, macro means long, okay? Uh, micro means short, and macro means long. Um, for your photographers out there, you get your macro lens, it's your long range lens. And thumus, thermal, temperature, heat. And so it literally means a long time in the heat, right? And so it, it's got this. Um, you know, we use these words like long-suffering and, and um, endurance. And so it, it has this, this feeling of, of being much more substantial than just this, you know, get over this two-minute little temper tantrum. This is something that goes on for two decades, maybe. Okay? And James says that's what the prophets faced. When they were going through this, it took them a long time that people didn't want to change. And it took a long time. And James says in, in chapter 5, verse 10, Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke the name of the Lord. Okay, so you need an extra dose of patience when you're dealing with people as they change or don't change. The third time is when problems are unexplainable. We should be patient when problems are unexplainable. And James gives us a great example of that. James chapter 5, verse 11. He says, you've heard of Job's perseverance. Right? We know the story of Job. Wealthy, life's going great, has a good family. And in the course of two days, he loses it all. Kids all are killed. The wealth is all gone. Then he loses his health. He's covered and head to toe in boils. I guess this is very painful. I've never had a boil. Sounds like I don't want one. But, you know, it, things just go really bad. And people look at, at Job and say, why don't you just curse God and die? This is ridiculous, man. What did you do to make God so mad at you? 
And Job pleads with God, he talks to God, he asks God, he begs God. And for 37 chapters of Job, God is silent. And when he does answer, Job doesn't really get a very satisfactory answer. You know, it's basically, hey, who are you to question me? I'm God. You know, there's times when life doesn't seem fair. And if your parents are like my parents, you know the next line, who said life was going to be fair? Right? That's not guaranteed. And there are going to be things we don't understand on this side of heaven. And I don't know, maybe we won't even understand when we get to the other side of heaven. I don't know. God is not beholding to answer himself to me. But I think we'll understand better, if not maybe completely. And there will be times when we don't understand what's going on. And like Job, we can plead with God. We can ask God. We can beg God. But did Job turn his back on God? No. That's important. So when circumstances are uncontrollable, when people are unchangeable, when problems are unexplainable, you need patience. Right? The second thing is, why should I wait? Two things here. Why should I wait? First one, God's in control. Why should we wait? Because God's in control. Listen, folks, I've read the book. I'm going to bend to the end. And if you haven't read the end yet, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I'm going to tell you this. Jesus is coming back. God's got a plan. And it's planned out to the end. And it's going to happen. And God's not late. God's not early. God's on time. And it's all going according to His plan. The book begins with God. And it ends with God. God's in control. Look at what the psalmist tells us in Psalms 33.11. Psalms 33.11. You can look this up later. It says, But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever and the purposes of his heart through all generations. Right? His plans are forever, and the purposes of his heart through all generations. I read a story of a famous preacher last century, Philip Brooks. One day he was just worked up, and he was all wound up, and he was just a little bit agitated, and just things were not going right, and he was pacing back and forth in his office. And one of his uh, co-workers comes in, and sees him, like, whoa, pastor, What's going on, man? Why, why are you all wound up? And Philip Brooks looks up and says, I'm in a hurry, and God is not. So insightful, right? So insightful. So many times we're in a hurry. God's in control. The second re uh, why we should wait or why we should be patient is God rewards patience. James chapter 5, verse 11 as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered, who have been patient. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, right? That word blessed, we, we count people who are blessed. They're blessed when they're patient. There's all kinds of emotional and spiritual rewards that go with being patient, it, it helps us feel better. Uh, it helps us have less stress. It helps us our character to grow. Um, you get along with people better. You're happier. The list just goes on and on and on about reasons why B 
being um, patient is good for us emotionally, physically, spiritually. And God blesses us. Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12 says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. When people put you down, when people criticize you, when they say all kinds of things about you for God's sake, for Jesus' sake, God's aware. He notices. He, he, he's there. And when you are patient, He will bless that. So why should we wait? Because God knows your suffering. He's in control. And He will reward your patience. Last thing. How should I wait? Three things here. How should I wait? Wait expectantly. Remember when James told us about the farmer, right? When he goes out and plants his crops in the spring, does he just kick back all summer and wait for harvest? No. He waits expectantly. He gets his barns ready. He gets his tractors ready and his combines ready. He's checking the fields to see what he can do to help. Maybe they need to be tilled a little bit. Maybe he needs to pull some weeds. Uh, whatever he can do to try and help us. He's checking the weather. He's checking the prices in the market. His whole body is waiting. He's waiting expectantly. Psalms 130 verse 5 says, I waited for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in His Word I put my hope. Right? This tells me that I have to trust that God is going to do what God said He is going to do. And God said that He was never going to leave me or forsake me. That's where I put my trust. Do you believe that? Do you act like you believe that. Waiting, expecting that God is watching over you. Because if you are a child of God, He is watching over you. Second thing, we have to, how we should wait is we should wait quietly. James chapter 5 verse 9 says, Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. James knows that when we uh, start facing problems, we, we like to put the blame on somebody else. I didn't do it. It was his fault. He did it. She did it. It wasn't me. And sometimes not only do we, we push blame on somebody else, but then we grumble about it. Hey, see, that guy, man, he's a loser. You know. And we, we push the blame away, and we grumble, and we complain. And James says, don't do that, or you will be judged. Don't look for a scapegoat. When you're in trouble, just be patient. Do you ever wonder why Jesus doesn't say very much during his trial? I don't think it's because he didn't know what to say. I don't think it's because he didn't have any comebacks that he could say. I think it's because there was nothing to be said that would change their minds. And he knew when to be patient. Okay? Last one of how we should wait. We should wait with confidence. We should wait with confidence. Um, remember what in Job, he asked two questions. In Job chapter 6, verse 11, he says, 
What strength do I have that I should still hope? What prospects that I should be patient? Job says, why why should I be patient? What, What hope do I have? And it turns out that Job did have the strength to go on. And he did make it to end. He didn't think he was going to, but he did make it. And some of you watching today may be saying, you know what? I can't make it another month. And I'll say, well, don't make it another month. Just make it another week. Well, I don't feel like I can make it another week. Okay, well, don't make it another week. Just make it one more day. I, I can't make it another day. All right, just make it one more hour. Just one more hour. You know, when... Um, David says, your word is a lamp to my path. That's a candle. It's a little itty-bitty light in a dark world. It doesn't light up the whole path. It just lights up the next step. Just take one more step and use that light and take one more step. The old saying, and this, this is a little cheesy maybe, I don't know. But inch by inch, life is a cinch. Yard by yard, life is hard. Inch by inch, life is a cinch. Yard by yard, life is hard. Take it a little bit of a time. God is in control. He knows what's happening. I've read the end of the book. The book starts with God. It ends with God. It's all going to be good. I've put my trust in that fact. I wait expectantly, I wait quietly, and I wait confidently. God will help us with our patience. Next week, Pastor continues in our Fruit of the Spirit series. Next week, we're also going to have communion. So I encourage everybody to get their, their juice and their bread or crackers ready for communion next week. Um, as Pastor continues this series with us. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these words that you give us, Lord. These are not my words. These are the words that are inspired by you, Lord, of how patience is important and how we should be patient, Lord. And sometimes it's hard to be patient. I know it's easier to say these things, and it's hard to do them. Lord, give us the strength to be patient. Help us to remember the blessings that come with being patient. Help us to, de- to, to uh, develop that patience, Lord. Be with us this upcoming week. Keep us safe and bring us back again. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, everybody. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.